Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, here we go. It's great to have you in. We are absolutely packed today here on a Friday. Uh, it's Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. Finally got a haircut. It's a little bit less of a mess. Um, I feel like I constantly need a, hair, uh, need a haircut. Uh, but it's great to have you with us. Plenty of stuff to go over today. Uh, we'll make picks at the end of the show today. Uh, we are a week separated from Christmas Day. So next week we'll be doing some Christmas stuff. It's going to be fun. Um, Again, you're going to catch us every Monday and Friday. Uh, again, you can reach out to me at MikeGuido49 on Twitter. Uh, again, if you want to interact with me during the show, after the show, tell me I'm ridiculous, anything like that, uh, reach out to me. Again, this is the Landry Football po- uh, the Landry Football Podcast Network, Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Uh, I'm Mike Guido here with you at MikeGuido49 on Twitter if you want to reach out. I do want to remind you, that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad. That's located in the upper right side of the page. It'll be right there. You'll see it. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those gaming sites. They're not all legal everywhere. So whichever ones are legal in your state, you sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. Make sure you take advantage of this while it still exists. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, okay. I do want to begin with this. We'll, we'll make picks at the end of the, uh, at the end of the show today before, um, uh, we get week 15 underway. Uh, even though week 15 is kind of already underway We had Thursday night football last night, we're going to begin with that. Uh, the Los Angeles chargers, uh, beating the Raiders last night, 30 to 27 in overtime. It was a good game. Um, Again, Justin Herbert was fantastic. 
in Las Vegas. Chargers moved to five and nine. The Raiders are gone now at seven and seven. They're 500. I don't see them making the playoffs anymore. Um, unless uh, there's a lot of things that have to go their way in order for the Raiders to make the playoffs. I thought they were better earlier on in the le- uh, uh, earlier on in the year. I think most of us did think that they were better. And again, what always seems to happen with John Gruden lev- led teams, as much as I love him, his teams tend to fall apart later in the year. In that December, January uh, area, that's when his teams start to you know, come back down to earth late November into December into early January. So uh, I do want to take this, though. Justin Herbert last night was fantastic. 22 touch, uh, twenty-two for 32, 314 yards, two touchdowns yesterday. Uh, not a whole lot of help from his uh, perimeter talent, from his skill position players. Austin Eckler was okay. 13 carries, 60 yards, really not that much of a of, uh, of a factor. Four catches, 19 yards for Austin Eckler, uh, his star running back. Uh, Ty- uh, Keenan Allen, his best wide receiver, was limited yesterday. One catch for 17 yards. Um, I mean, it, not a whole lot of help for Justin Herbert yesterday. Uh, and you really have to come to the realization about where he is as a player. And I think it's further along than what people would think. Justin Herbert today is just an unbelievable player. He's an unbelievable player. Okay. Think about this for a second. In his career, I get his record stinks. He's four and nine, right? But his completion percentage is 66 and a half as a rookie. That's fantastic. He's got 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He's got a quarterback rating of 96.3 as a rookie under a coach who is probably going to get fired. And my biggest takeaway from yesterday while watching Justin Herbert, I have a buddy of mine who liked Justin Herbert out of the draft more than he liked Joe Burrow. And listen, I love Justin Herbert. I didn't think he was better than Joe Burrow, but listen, I I understood the hype. I was a big fan of Justin Herbert's as well. But the thing that a lot of people liked about Justin Herbert was his size and athleticism. It jumps off the page, right? Six foot six, 236 pounds. Like Justin Herbert's a real player and he looks like a real athlete. He's got real size. He's a really nice player. So it got me thinking Justin Herbert is exactly the reason that there are some people that are scared away by Lamar Jackson, and by Kyler Murray. Okay, Justin Herbert has the prototypical size of a quarterback. Okay, you were hearing people tweet out yesterday, man, that six foot six is really paying off. And it does. Look, bigger athletes, I've always said this, okay, bigger athletes, taller, stronger, Okay, the beefier looking guys in every sport, right? LeBron James is six foot eight and 275 pounds, and he's absolutely shredded and he's fast, right? Aaron Judge in Major League Baseball is seven and a half feet tall. He's not, but he's, you know, six foot eight or six foot nine, which is outrageously tall for a baseball player, and he can hit the ball 550 feet. Okay, you're mesmerized. 
by big athletes with big talent. Okay, I did this segment about a year and a half ago. Okay, sports fans are mesmerized by big athletes that do inhumane things that normal people can't do. Right? I'm a normal person. I'm five foot eleven. I'm a little bit overweight. Okay. Like I I watch some of these athletes and I'm saying, my goodness, like I I can't even imagine being able to do some of the things that they can do. And I'm sure that most people share in my sentiment because they can't do it either. <laughs> you know, like you watch Aaron Judge in a baseball and you're just like, okay, like I could practice every single day for the rest of my life and I can never be able to hit a baseball that far. It doesn't matter how much I try. It's just you're you're born different. You're inhumane. You're you you've you've been given a gift from God that just, you know, <laughs> you're blessed, right? You're you're just a blessed person in that respect. Okay, I say the same thing. I'm trying to become more musically inclined right now. It's one of my New Year's resolutions, per se, that I've come up with. I want to become a better piano player. Okay, I want to I want to learn how to play piano. And I watch some of these classically trained pianists and I watch some of these like just art like Elton John and Scary Pool Party and, and people like that who are just incredible piano players. And I'm like, look, I could uh, listen. I could sit in front of my piano for hours, hours every single day and do nothing but practice and try to become technically sound and all of those things. And it wouldn't matter because I'm never going to be able to move my hands in that fluid motion like they do. I just can't do it. So, again, when you see special, when you see athletes or people that are just like that, you can't imagine being that good at something or you can't like you are not born with the physical stature to be able to do some of these things. You become mesmerized by it. It's a pretty simple concept, right? A lot of people want what they can't have. So I watched Justin Herbert, and I'm saying, look, <laughs> you compare Justin Herbert to Kyler Murray, and it, look, Kyler Murray's a really good football player, but they are polar opposites, right? Justin Herbert is the, again, you think of a quarterback, Six foot six, tall stature, commands the field, size, athleticism, right? Sits in the pocket, looks over the heads of his offensive line, delivers a, delivers a strike. Justin Herbert's got a cannon. That's what you think of with a quarterback. And that's what a lot of, like, prototypical quarterbacks in previous years have won a lot of games more than, right? Like, Tom Brady is a big guy. Peyton Manning was big. Brett Favre was big. Okay, like like these guys had stature. They had physical advantages over some smaller guys. Right? Kyler Murray is five foot nine. <laughs> okay. Some people as you know, they they look at Kyler Murray and they're just like, how how is that gonna work? Like they were saying, look, your offensive linemen are like six, seven, and they weigh like 320 pounds each. Like, how are you going to see over that wall of just massive people? How are you going to see that? And a lot of people got to understand that, you know, in, in, 
in football, you're throwing to a spot. You're not necessarily throwing to a guy, right? You're throwing to a spot. You're throwing the ball to where the receiver is going to go and work to catch it. That's that's what happens in football most of the time. But the reality is, is that ju- you watched Justin Herbert last night and you're saying, yeah, that's what that's what a quarterback looks like. When in reality, it doesn't have to be that way. But you watch Justin Herbert and you say, yeah, that's what I want my quarterback to look like. I want him to be this absolute monster of a man. Right? I want him to command the field. And it gives you more confidence in his future and in, and in the team's future. I mean, how good do you feel about the Chargers going forward today? How good do you feel? I, look, Justin Herbert broke the record yesterday for most 300-yard games in a season by a rookie quarterback. That was his seventh 300-yard game as a rookie. And keep in mind, given all of his talent and given the personality traits that I love, he had no preseason. He's playing under a coach who is not very highly regarded as far as at least the media is concerned. A lot of people think that Anthony Lynn is going to get fired. And he probably should. The Chargers have a good roster and they shouldn't be five and nine, but they are. Especially with the way that their quarterback is playing. So again, this is exactly the meaning of, you know, you 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 see Justin Herbert play and you're just like, oh God, you look at that arm and you look at the stature and you just you fall in love with it. It takes a lot less. Okay, like like people like Kyler Murray who run around and they're small and like it, it takes you a while to buy into them just because you know they're not traditional that they're they're different so i've always you know i've always been in on Justin Herbert one of the things that made me really really like him was that he was eligible in Kyler Murray's draft he was eligible to come out of the draft so in the 2019 draft he was eligible to come out from college and and enter the draft and and go pro. Um, But he didn't. He decided to stay that one more year, and a lot of people were surprised. They were just like, wait, 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 wait. Why would you – wait, why? Because Justin Herbert was clearly the best quarterback prospect in the draft. He might not have gone number one because Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury had that connection, and, you know, that probably still would have, you know – that probably still would have happened, but you know, Justin Herbert is going to be facing a lot more competition the following year with Tua and like, <laughs> bro, he's got Jacob Eason and he's got Jake Fromm in the class. We didn't under, we didn't know you know about Joe Burrow at the time, but eventually Joe Burrow, right? Like, we were like, what is Justin Herbert doing? Like, he he's going to destroy his draft stock. Ends up going sixth overall. Really didn't matter that much, but he wanted to. He wanted to take another shot at winning a national championship at Oregon. And as unrealistic as I knew that that was, because he's not going to beat Alabama. He's not going to beat, you know, Ohio State. He's not going to beat Clemson. He's the, like he's, he's not beating those teams. But I loved the fact that it was selfless. I love the fact that Justin Herbert didn't re- – his, his personal goals were secondary – to his team goals and it would only be his team for another year and that was it 
He'd only be at Oregon for another season, and that would be all he has. That's all he's got left. But it didn't matter. That was the team he was on then, and that was the team he cared about. And I like that. I like the fact that he's humble and selfless. Uh, selfless. I like that from my quarterback. He's obviously mature. And it looks like the Chargers have a real, real star player in the making with Justin Herbert. Uh, I want to go to the other side. So Derek Carr gets hurt for the Raiders yesterday very early in the game, only was able to make five pass attempts, uh, 53 yards. He was three of five. Um, So Derek Carr uh, didn't return to the game yesterday. Marcus Mariota uh, entered after, uh, and he was not bad. He wasn't amazing, but he wasn't bad. 17 of 28 for 226 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. now, look, Marcus Mariota, I, I think it's very easy to see. Um, it's it's pretty obvious now that he has not lived up to his expectations since being drafted second overall in 2015, right? Not, neither one of those quarterbacks that came out of that draft, whether Winston or Mariota, have lived up to their expectations. But I do want to point out uh, – because not only is having a backup quarterback important, and, and, and obviously that showed yesterday despite the Raiders losing, but here's really the thing that scares me about the Raiders going forward. And I am not a guy that believes in the John Gruden doesn't like Derek Carr narrative. I don't believe in that. Okay. Everything that I've heard from the guys that are actually playing on the team with them have said, look, their relationship's really good. Okay, Donald Penn, their former Pro Bowl left tackle, said, listen, Derek Carr and John Gruden's relationship is so good. It really is. They 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 really enjoy each other's company. They get on each other sometimes, obviously, just like any other quarterback and coach would. But that's what a relationship is. That's what they do. And I look, I I, I appreciate that. I, you know, we should all be able to appreciate that professional relationship in football. We should. But I've never bought into the narrative that John Gruden doesn't like the guy because, I look, what is not to like about Derek Carr? First of all, he's an amazing locker room guy. He's an amazing, I mean, look, he's been, I think he's an incredible leader. He's a family first guy. He's a team first guy. He's not making an outrageous amount of money. I mean, this year he's 7 and 7 as the starter, 68% completion percentage, 24 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. His quarterback rating is 102. He's thrown for almost 3400 yards. I mean, Derek Carr is legit. He's a good player. Now, his only winning season so far was in 2016 when he was on track to win MVP and then he got hurt uh, after the last game, correct? 46 and 62 is his career record. And a lot of people are saying that, listen, it might be time to move on. This is the thing that I'm scared about with the Raiders is that if I'm wrong on the. John Gruden doesn't like 
Derek Carr thing. And he actually doesn't really like Derek Carr, or maybe he doesn't not like him, but he doesn't want to move forward with him. If John Gruden is not in love with him or in love with the idea that Derek Carr can be their future quarterback for many years to come, then I have a feeling that they are going to pull a Tennessee Titans. They are going to replace Derek Carr, not with some kid out of the draft. They're not going to start over at the position. They are going to start Marcus Mariota. Now, I do want to point this out. Part of the reason why I believe this is because when John Gruden was working at ESPN, and he was an analyst, and he used to cover every draft with Mel Kuyper and Chris Berman and those guys. Okay, John Gruden loved Marcus Mariota. Every bit of Marcus Mariota. When, they, when he signed Marcus Mariota in this offseason, he could not have sounded more thrilled that he got a chance to work with him. I genuinely believe, excuse me, that John Gruden, or I, maybe I don't genuinely, I, I don't necessarily believe this, but I'm scared that if I'm wrong on what my initial thought is, that John Gruden is enamored by Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, impressed with how he played yesterday, and he was waiting for the opportunity to justifiably, quote-unquote, bench Derek Carr. So, again, and Marcus Mariota is not a bad player, but his completion percentage over his career is about 63%. It's decent. 77 touchdowns and 45 interceptions on his career, his best year in 2016, his second year where he had 26 touchdowns and nine picks. I mean, you got to factor all of this in 19 and 10 is rookie year, 13 and 15 in his third season in Tennessee. And he went, he went nine and six Marcus Mariota and uh, Mariota in his career is 29 and 32 as a starter. 29 and 32 is a starter. I would not be surprised if Derek Carr does not start another game this year. I wouldn't be surprised by it because, again, the way that John Gruden views Marcus Mariota is it's possible that he views him higher than Derek Carr. I don't think that he could have gotten it. Look, you got to think, you know, keep in mind the position that John Gruden was in earlier on in the year when the season started. I don't think that he could justifiably bench Derek Carr at the beginning of the year because they're paying him too much money. And again, it's not an insurmountable amount of money, but they're paying Marcus Mariota pennies on the dollar to what they're paying Derek Carr. Derek Carr's making what? A little over $25 million a year at least? You can't just bench that and have it be dead money. You got to make Derek Carr work. So John Gruden could take this, take this to the bank, could take this to ownership and say, listen, we're seven and seven. We're not making the playoffs with Derek. I think we should take a chance with Marcus. And look, 
Is it possible that Mark Davis can say, okay, all right, John, give it a shot? I don't think it's impossible. I don't. Now, again, I don't agree with it because I think Derek Carr is really solid. I think he's reasonably uh, reasonably priced. And he's everything that you'd want in a quarterback. He's got good size, 6'3", 210. Right? He's a, he can be mobile. He's not a statue. He's pretty athletic. He is deathly accurate throwing the football. I mean, his career completion percentage is 64 and a half. But keep this in mind, the last three seasons in his career where he's played, he's played in every game. Right? With the kind of with the exception of last night. 68.9 in 2018, 70.4 in 2019, and 68.1 this year. He's deathly accurate throwing the football. And really, he doesn't turn the ball over that much either. Now, he's not a volume touchdown passer, volume scorer like that. But let's be real. The Raiders over the past number of years have not been elite in the t- uh, in the perimeter talent department. They've banked up. I mean, there was a time where they were starting Marshawn Lynch at running back. You know, like Marshawn Lynch, who hasn't played meaningful football in half a decade. I mean, but now they got Josh Jacobs in the backfield, and they drafted Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. Like They are trying to build something. Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends in the league. He's fantastic. He had another nine catches yesterday, 150 yards for Darren Waller. I mean, you can make the argument that he's the best receiving tight end outside of Travis Kelsey in the league. I, I mean, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Derek Carr is 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 bound to improve and bound to be worth your money. But it is very possible that John Gruden doesn't go in that direction. He'll look at Marcus Mariota. He'll remember the good times when he fell in love with him as a prospect and when he followed him throughout his career. And I think John Gruden thinks that he could make something out of Marcus Mariota. And I'm scared of the fact that he'll move off of Derek Carr quickly or too, uh, at least too quickly. Derek Carr is not a backup quarterback in this league. He's not. He's a top half of the league starter, without a doubt. And he's worth every penny that he's being paid. Like I said, he's a $25, $27, 28000000 million quarterback. You can win Super Bowls with those guys as long as you don't overpay him. Right? It, that's what Derek Carr is. The Raiders are not overpaying him. He's legitimate. All they got to do is get the talent. They they need a lot of defensive help, right? They got to fix their secondary. They have one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. They got to load up that defense with a little bit more talent. You know, maybe their offensive line's good. Maybe add another receiver or so. Give Derek Carr another weapon. The Raiders are not far away. They just can't make the mistake at quarterback. They cannot make the mistake of moving off of Derek Carr too early. Uh, Okay, let's shift to this really quickly. Um, So report came out this morning that um, the New Orleans Saints will be starting Drew Brees 
against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Uh, Saints-Chiefs is the game of the week. That's the game of the week. Uh, that's an incredible game. In New Orleans, Kansas City's favored by three um, on the road. The Saints coming off a tough loss to Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia uh, last week. They're trying to get off uh, get off that schneid, right? That They want to secure and keep that number one seed in the NFC. They're 10-3 and three right now. Uh, they're going to win the division. Kansas City sits at 12-1, and one, ironically, losing their only game of the season to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I want to point out that what Drew Brees starting, and, and this is a lot of, again, what a lot of the talk shows are talking about, you know, a lot of the sports media is talking about, they're talking about the game when it comes to, okay, it's Drew Brees versus Patrick Mahomes. And yes, that holds relevance because, listen, for all we know, this could be a Super Bowl preview, right? This could be, a, uh, these might be the two best teams in the NFL. And they're playing each other in their different conferences and they could very well meet in the Super Bowl. It's possible. Not guaranteed, but it's possible. Two great coaches, Sean Payton, Andy Reid. Two great wide receivers with Tyree Kill and Michael Thomas. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Alvin Kamara, okay, Travis Kelsey in that group. I mean, there's a lot of good matchups in this game, a lot of really good ones, but that's less important to me because the Super Bowl thing is extremely hypothetical. I like going for things that a little bit that are a little bit more analytical. Uh. Drew Brees starting for New Orleans means it is the end of the opportunity for Taysom Hill. Now, Taysom Hill played well, right? Taysom Hill in the uh, department of, you know, the four games that he started played pretty well, right? You know, he wasn't bad. Four touchdowns, two interceptions, you know, he was upwards in the 60 uh in the higher 60% in completion percentage if i'm not mistaken i mean he played well he did but did he play well enough did he play well enough and this is again this is part of the evaluation process that we need to understand that is going to be pretty tough for the saints right did the do they feel that they gave Taysom Hill enough of an opportunity to prove that he can start, to prove that he can be the replacement for Drew Brees. And I get that the bar is probably set, and they're not stupid, they understand this, that the bar is set pretty high, right? Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. He's probably a top five quarterback of all time. In the last five seasons, he's had a completion percentage of over 70%, which is ridiculous. Constantly potent offenses, consistent, I mean, Super Bowl champion. Drew Brees is, you know, in those words, they're big shoes to fill. You have, again, they have to ask themselves, what did they see that they liked out of Taysom Hill? Did they feel 
that they could that they could get the production in the way that they want it out of Taysom Hill. The Drew the the New Orleans Saints for so long have been traditional offense, right? Standing in the pocket, delivering the football accurately, you know, running the ball to set up the pass. <laughs> Excuse me, thank you. Um but that's what they've been. That's what they are. They 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 are a very traditional team. Taysom Hill's not a traditional player. So do they want to make the transition of more running the ball? Is Taysom Hill good enough at delivering the ball in the pocket? Did they give him enough of an opportunity? Did they let him air it out enough as a quarterback? Like I said, Taysom Hill played well. But here's my initial thought. Taysom Hill is not good enough to be given the starter position after Drew Brees is gone. I don't think he is. Look, if Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill has to prove to me, right? And and again, there I think there's a good chance that the Saints do give him that starting role, and he would have to prove that he can consistently throw the ball. But do the Saints feel confident in their offense with Taysom Hill at quarterback, if Taysom Hill isn't given the opportunity to run. If Taysom Hill is not given the opportunity to run, is he a good enough thrower of the football to deliver the ball in the pocket if his running game is limited? Okay, listen, we all love Lamar Jackson. We all love the Baltimore Ravens, or at least loved. How confident are we in the Ravens today? Right? He look, Lamar won MVP. We all think he's one of the best football players in the world. How confident do we feel in them today? How confident do we feel in his ability to throw the football? When the run is primarily taken away, what how confident do we feel in Lamar? Do we feel confident at all in Lamar? The Saints are in a similar situation here. I don't know if Drew Brees is going to play another season. My initial guess is no, he won't. This is going to be his last year. Unless there is some drastic change to where he wants to sign up for one more year to give that one more Super Bowl push, which is very possible. But I can't imagine Drew Brees suffering an injury like this at his age and him saying again with him being able to spend time with spend time with his kids during the pandemic right like i can't imagine drew brees saying you know what let's just sign up for one more year of football it it might i just i'm not sure it happens i'm not sure it happens so the saints got to make this decision quickly Taysom hill the guy tell me what you think again at mike guido 49 reach out to me on twitter tell me what you think you think Taysom hill has done enough as the starter to long-term earn that role. I don't think he has. He hasn't shown me enough. Look, Taysom Hill got three wins. He's three and one, right? Home against Atlanta, at Denver, at Atlanta, at Philadelphia. That was Those were his games. 
He won the first three. Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta. At Philadelphia, he took a loss. I mean, look, Taysom Hill didn't throw a touchdown pass until his third game. Okay, the game against Denver where they won 31-3, to he was 9 for 16 for 78 yards and an interception. Now, quarterbacks are more than, it's more than acceptable for a quarterback to have a bad game. But, I mean, they were actively taking the ball out of Taysom Hill's hands when it came to throwing the football. They didn't want him to do it. Do you think Taysom Hill is your future? If Taysom Hill doesn't have the strong ability to run, do you think that your offense could still operate? I'm not, I don't have outrageous confidence in that. So I am not investing a ton of time in Taysom Hill as my future quarterback. Okay. Um, I do want to remind you don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. That's American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. It'll be right there. You'll see it. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Okay, let me repeat that. An account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Take advantage of it while it still exists. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, Okay, let's make picks. Uh, Doing this every single week. Again, I should have been keeping my record. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um. But obviously, the L.A. Chargers beat the Raiders yesterday 30-27. to I got that game wrong. Obviously, of course, I picked the Raiders. Uh, (laughs) So we do have games on Saturday. We have games on Sunday. And we do have a Monday night game. Uh, Let us discuss. Let's start on Saturday. First game on Saturday, the Buffalo Bills are going to Denver to play the Broncos. Uh, the Bills right now are six-point favorites on the road. Uh, Bills sit at 10-3. and three. Broncos are 5-8. and eight. Let's take Buffalo. Look, the, Buffalo is a top three or four team, at least in the NFL today. They're really, really good. Um, their defense is fantastic. Their offense is rolling. Stephon Diggs has made an absolute world of a difference in Buffalo's offense. They're extremely well coached. And when you look at Denver, again, they're playing with a quarterback who just, uh, they they know is not the answer. Okay. Drew Locke has those certain instances of really, really good, pure brilliance, but it's never consistently there. He's 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions on the year, 74.8 passer rating. Josh Allen's at 103.3. He's been he's been an MVP caliber player. So I'm rolling with Josh Allen and the Bills going into Denver. Uh, I don't think this game is going to be particularly close. I will take the Bills 29, Broncos 16 uh, in Denver. All right, Saturday night, 
the Carolina Panthers are going to Lambeau Field, Green Bay, to play the Packers. Uh, Eight-and-a-half-point favorites are the Packers. Panthers right now are 4-9. and nine. Packers are 10-3. and three. The Packers are in that fight with the Saints to get uh, for the number one seed in the NFC to get that first round by. Uh, I am going to take the Packers in this one. This is going to be a pretty lopsided game in my eyes. The Panthers' defense is not good. They're young. They spent a lot of draft picks on their defense. These are just a lot of young, underdeveloped players that are that don't have any experience yet. They're not good yet. I think in a, a year or so, you're going to see them develop uh, and become a much better defense. Um, but Carolina, especially another week without Christian McCaffrey, their best offensive weapon. Like I don't know how much you know how many games they're going to win the rest of the way. Uh, without that sort of production out of a player of that caliber. Uh, look, Teddy Bridgewater's been solid for them. I don't think he's their future. 14 touchdowns, eight picks, a 96.1 passer rating. He's been fine. I don't think he's been losing them games, but he certainly hasn't been winning them either. Uh, Green Bay right now is playing extremely hot. Uh, 39 touchdown passes and four interceptions for Aaron Rodgers on the year this year. 119.7 passer rating. Him and Devontae Adams have been clicking since week one. Okay, the Packers are legit. That Look, they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Do not rule them out. Aaron Rodgers has been surreal this year. Give me the Packers in this one. I'll say higher scoring, 34-20 to 20 Packers over the Panthers. All right, we go to Sunday. The 1 o'clock window, the Dallas Cowboys uh, or I'll say this, the San Francisco 49ers are going to Dallas to play the Cowboys. 49ers right now sit at three-point favorites on the road. Uh, 49ers are 5-8. and eight. Cowboys are 4-9. and nine. Cowboys coming off a win against the Bengals last week. Don't matter. I'm going to take the 49ers to win on the road here. Uh, look, the 49ers are a better football team. Despite the fact that they're banged up, I think they're much better coached right now. Uh, I would take Nick Mullins as a quarterback over Andy Dalton. Excuse me. I think the offensive play calling in San Francisco is going to lead them to win a little bit, uh, or I guess win a little bit. What am I? What am I talking about? Uh, it's going to lead them to. Uh, that's going to lead them closer to a victory. Uh, and again, I think San Francisco's defense, even though again they're banged up. Look, look, everybody's defense is better than Dallas this year. <laughs> okay, the Cowboys can't stop anybody. Uh, so I don't think that there's going to be much of a threat there, especially if the 49ers want to control the clock, they will. Okay, Dallas can't stop the run. I expect Raheem Mostert to have a huge day. Look, it, the 49ers are going to win this game. I don't think it'll be overly high scoring, but give me the 49ers. I'll say 26. I'll say 26 to 20, 49ers over the Cowboys in Dallas. All right, the Houston Texans are going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. The Colts right now seven and a half point favorites at home. Texans are four and nine. Colts are nine and four. Look, I, I've been picking the Texans these past couple of weeks, and I just I can't do it anymore. I'm going to take the Colts at home. Look, the Colts are trying to win the division. They are trying like hell to win the division. Deshaun Watson's had a great year, 109.4 passer rating. 25 touchdowns and six picks for Watson this year. He's been really good given his circumstances. You know, not a whole lot at wide receiver. His running game hasn't been amazing. Uh, Bill O'Brien got fired earlier uh, earlier in the year, so they haven't had 
a big coaching advantage in any department. You know, the Colts to me are just, they're such a well put together roster. If Phillip Rivers plays good enough football, the Colts are really hard to beat. They really are. Their offensive line's great. Jonathan Taylor is starting to get into things as the running, uh, as the primary back. Uh, their wide receiver core is good. Their defense is well coached. Frank Reich is a great, uh, great play caller. The Colts are just a great organization right now. Um, and look, they're going to control the Texans in this game. Uh, give me, I'll say 27, 20 Colts over the Texans. I, I look, I don't think it's a blowout because Deshaun Watson is still there. I don't think he let that happen, but the Colts are just a better football team. And I've lost complete faith in anything this year for the Houston Texans. Every time I pick them, they lose. So, <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move on. The Detroit lions are going to Tennessee to play the Titans. Titans right now are 11 point favorites at home. Five and eight are the Lions. Nine and four are the Titans. The Titans right now hold the tiebreaker over the Colts. They are in first place. Um, and I am going to take the Titans to get a win here. That division is going to be really tough. It is between the Colts and the Titans. That's going to be a tough division to win. Um, but look, Ryan Tanhill's been really good this year for the Titans. Derrick Henry is already over 1,500 yards rushing. He's been phenomenal. Uh, look, and the Titans, as far as perimeter players, we were worried about that at the beginning of the year. A.J. Brown and Corey Davis have given them really good production. Really good. They've had a really nice offense, uh, offensive attack this year. And again, their defense in Tennessee is not bad. They'll be able to hold up with the Lions. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Stafford had a good day. He's got wide receivers, right, with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, tight end with T.J. Hawkinson. Like, it, He's got weapons. It's just, you know, the Titans right now, I think they're more, they're obviously better coached. Their roster is better. They're home. A lot of the reasons here for uh, to pick Tennessee, I'm going to take the Titans in this one. Uh, I don't think it'll be overly high scoring. I'll say 23 to 13 Titans over the Lions. Uh, we go to Atlanta. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. The Bucs right now are six point favorites on the road. Bucks are sitting at eight and five. Falcons at four and nine. Uh, look, give me the Bucks. Uh, the Buccaneers are the better football team. Atlanta is starting to pick it up a little bit late uh, in the later part of the year. They've played much better football of late. Um, but here's the reality: Tampa Bay's defense is incredibly good, uh, and Atlanta's defense is one of the worst in the NFL. They just—they're really not getting anything right on that defense. Uh, so I expect Tom Brady to have a good day. Uh, expect those wide receivers to be have a field day against that young, inexperienced uh, Atlanta secondary. I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to get that much pressure on Tom. I think he'll be very comfortable in the pocket. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this one. I think it won't be close. Buccaneers blow out the Falcons in their own building. I'm going to say 38. I'll say 38 to 16 Buccaneers over the Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. The Ravens right now are 13 point favorites at home. It's unbelievable. Jags sit at one and 12 Ravens are eight and five. Uh, the, look, the Ravens are got, got to play with a sense of urgency here. I'm going to take the Ravens obviously in this one. Uh, this is not going to be close. They're going to control the clock. 
Uh, Jacksonville looks like they went back to Gardner Minshew at quarterback, so they might be a little bit more competitive offensively uh, than they've been with Jake Luton and Mike Glennon. But look, the Ravens right now, they're going to control time of possession. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, I mean, Gus Edwards, they're going to control the clock. Um, they're going to take advantage of this Jaguars defense that is really not great. Um, and again, defensively, the Ravens are going to get after it. They really are. That's a really good secondary. Gardner Minshew is not going to have a lot. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Gardner Minshew, a lot of uh, outside pressure as well in the secondary. I think these wide receivers are going to have a, tr uh, a tough time getting consistently open. Uh, I mean, look, Jacksonville right now is fighting for that number one spot. I'm sure they want Trevor Lawrence just as bad as anybody. So give me the Ravens in this one. They're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to get into that push. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. They'll control the clock. I'll say 24 to 7 Ravens over the Jags. We go to New England or Miami. The New England Patriots are going to Miami to play the Dolphins. The Dolphins right now are two point favorites at home against New England. Patriots are six and seven. Dolphins are eight and five. Look, this game is going to be close. It is going. I, I'm look. Uh, do not be surprised if New England sneaks a win out of this one. I'm going to take Miami to win the game. I think they're inc they are way better than anybody expected. Uh, Brian Flores has done an amazing job coaching them. And again, look, Bill Belichick and whatever's going on in New England, it's been a struggle because they haven't been getting good quarterback play. Cam Newton has just been absolutely terrible for New England. Tua, as much as he hasn't been a volume uh, uh, point producer in Miami, he's got a 95.2 passer rating. He's only thrown one interception, not one interception, nine touchdowns and one pick for Tua. He's been pretty accurate. Again, this is a tough New England defense, so I think there's going to be a little bit of struggle here. Again, this is going to be one of the lower scoring games of the weekend. I don't see them. Uh, I don't see a lot of scoring happening in this game. So, again, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one. R again, really low-scoring game. I'll say 16-13, Dolphins over the Patriots in Miami. Uh, two more 1 o'clock games. The Chicago Bears are going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings right now are three-point favorites at home. Both teams sitting at 6-7. and seven. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings here to win at home. They get themselves to 500 again. They get themselves to seven and seven. Look, the Vikings are really trying to make that late playoff push. Um, and I think if the Bears lose this game, I think it's over for them. Look, they they just don't have the quarterback, right? Uh, Mitch Trubisky's not the guy. They whiffed on that. Nick Foles isn't the guy either. The, they just the Bears don't have a quarterback right now. Uh, their defense is good enough. I think they're going to be they're good enough to make it a little bit more challenging for the Vikings. But look, Dalvin Cook is going to run all over this game. Uh, I expect Kirk Cousins to have a pretty decent day. Again, Kirk Cousins has been good this year. 27 touchdowns, 12 picks, a 102.7 passer rating. He's done a nice job. So I am going to take the Vikings in this one. I like the overall roster better. Look, Minnesota just seems a little bit more stable this year, and I can't have confidence in the Bears if they just don't have quarterback right. So I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. Uh, I'll think, Not a blowout, relatively close game. I'll say 23 to 19 Vikings over the Bears in Minnesota. Uh, last one o'clock game, the Seattle Seahawks are going to Washington to play the Washington football team. 
<laughs> um, the Seahawks right now sitting at six point favorites on the road. Uh, Seahawks are nine and four. Washington is in six and uh, at six and seven. Washington is in first place in the NFC East right now. Uh, that blows me away. I don't know how that happened. Um, just announced before that Dwayne Haskins is going to get the start for Washington. I think he's probably their best option at quarterback. Um, I am going to take Seattle on the road, but this is not going to be a blowout game. Look at the matchup. Okay. Seattle's biggest weakness is their offensive line. They can't protect Russell Wilson. He's consistently running for his life. And I think it's costed a lot of Russell Wilson's MVP hopes uh, towards the end of the year. 36 touchdowns, 12 picks, 109 passer rating for Russell Wilson. Still great. But towards uh, as the season's gone on, the MVP numbers have dwindled a little bit. It's because they can't protect him. And Washington's biggest strength is their front seven. They have an amazing front seven. They've got four guys in their front seven that have more than five sacks. They are getting after the quarterback. Okay, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan. They are getting after the quarterback. So I'm going to take Seattle in this one. But again, it's going to be really, really close. I think Seattle is going to have to dial in on running the football. Chris Carson is going to be really heavily involved in this offense this week because Russell Wilson's not going to have enough time to drop back and throw consistently. This is a great pass rush and a terrible offensive line. The only issue is, is that, again, I know Seattle's defense is bad, but Washington is not you know, really great at scoring points. I don't. I think Dwayne Haskins helps their offense a little bit more, but they're going to have to run the football too. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle in this one. This is going to be a really close game, in my opinion. I'm going to say 23-21 to Seattle over Washington in Washington. Uh, Okay, we go to the 4 o'clock games. There are only uh, three of them. Uh, the New York Jets are going to Los Angeles to play the Rams. The Rams right now sitting at 17 and a half point favorites at home. Jets are 0 and 13. Rams are 9 and 4. Give me the Rams. This one's pretty obvious. The Rams right now in first place in the NFC West. I honestly didn't think they would be. I viewed the Rams as a very 9 and 7, 8 and 8, 7 and 9 team at the beginning of the year. They are definitely better than that this year. Uh, look, they're going to get a win against the Jets. The Jets are not. The Jets are not going to win another game all year. I j- I'm just not sure they're going to. Uh, look, let, let's even see what's the Jets' remaining schedule. They get at the Rams. They're home against Cleveland, and then they're at New England to close the season. I'm not sure they get a win out of that. I'm really not sure. Maybe they beat New England in in Week 17 by some miracle. I just I I don't see it. Maybe they beat Cleveland because Cleveland's a you know Cleveland can, can sometimes be a mess, but pure talent. The Jets have no business being in this game. Uh, the Rams right now with their offensive play calling, Sean McVay, Cam Akers is kind of coming alive as the primary running back for the Rams. Uh, he's been really good for them uh, in recent weeks. Look, uh, Jared Goff, I think he's going to have a big day. He's going to have a big day in this one. Uh, if Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are both going to play, there's it's going to be a, a pretty tough game. Uh, for the Jets defense. I don't really need to spend too much time on this. Rams are going to get a big win here. I'll say 38 to 6 Rams over the Jets in Los Angeles. Not going to be an uh not going to be a good one for the Jets in that one. 
All right, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to Arizona to play the Cardinals. The Cardinals right now are six-point favorites at home. Eagles are 4-8-1 and one coming off a win against the Saints. Cardinals sitting at 7-6. and six. Cardinals, are again, are another one of those teams trying to make that late playoff push. There's going to be a sense of urgency here. I'm going to take Arizona at home, um, A, partially because they're at home, but I think they have the better of the two quarterbacks that play in a similar way. Kyler Murray is a better player than Jalen Hurts at this point in time. Okay, Jalen Hurts, there's a little bit of tape on him now. I think Arizona is going to make the adjustments. They're going to find a way to defend him. And again, this is a really unique offense for the Cardinals. And that Philadelphia defense, outside of last week, has struggled all year. If Arizona can somewhat protect Kyler Murray, it's going to be a really easy day for the Cardinals. They get their eighth win of the year. Give me Arizona over Philadelphia. I'll say I'll say 30 to 19, 30 to 19 Cardinals over the Eagles in Arizona. All right. Game of the week right here. The Kansas city chiefs are going into New Orleans to play the saints chiefs right now are three point favorites on the road. Chiefs sit at 12 and one saints are at 10 and three. The saints are trying to get that number one seed and, and, uh, and keep it. This is a tough one. Drew Brees is starting for the saints. I am going to take the Saints at home. Again, they haven't seen Drew Brees in a while. I think that Kansas City right now, their defense is giving up more yards right now than they have all season long. They are they're giving up a lot of red zone opportunities. So I think the Saints will be able to convert on that. Sean Payton with those offensive weapons, I think the Saints have one of the better rosters in the NFL. And again, if New Orleans defense, New Orleans has a better defense than Kansas City. If New Orleans can at least somewhat make the Chiefs offense one-dimensional and force Patrick Mahomes to air the ball out 50 or so times, it's going to be tough because the, they are more than capable. The Saints have an incredibly good run defense. If they can at least somewhat neutralize the run, that's going to make a big difference. Close game in this one. The game to watch, I'm going to take the Saints over Kansas City. I'll say 26-23 to 23 Saints over the Chiefs this weekend. Sunday night football, the Cleveland Browns are going to New York to play the Giants. Uh, right now, the Browns are six-point favorites on the road. Browns are 9-4. and four. Giants are 5-8. and eight. Here we go. I am going to take the Giants at home. Again, this is a... This is a tough game to call because, again, Cleveland played that really tough game against uh, Baltimore last week. Overtime, 47-42. Crazy, crazy game. Look, I think there might be a little bit of fatigue there. And, again, Cleveland, after these wins, what I've seen is they kind of hit a lull. They kind of regress a little bit. So the Giants are well coached. I think they play hard defense. There's not a lot of perimeter talent uh, with the Browns right now. No OBJ. I, look, I think this is going to be a pretty decent game for the Giants. They're going to have an opportunity here. If the Giants can control time of possession, I think that they can score enough points to stop the Browns. I'm going to say the Giants win this one. I'll say 20-16 to 16, Giants over the Browns in New York. And then Monday Night Football, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Pittsburgh right now, 12 and a half point favorites on the road. 
uh, Pittsburgh's 11 and 2. Bengals are 2 10 and 1. Pittsburgh's going to win that game. We'll discuss that a little bit more on Monday. Um, But Pittsburgh is going to end up winning that game. Uh, Look, they're going to want to get that number one overall seed, too, in the AFC. Get that that first round bye. Uh, So, again, a uh, lot of interesting stuff in the NFL this week. Make sure you keep an eye on that Kansas City New Orleans game. Again, could be a Super Bowl preview. All right, you got us every Monday and Friday from two o'clock to three o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. Again, I'm Mike Guido here with you. This is the Landry Football Podcast Network. This has been Guido's Gridiron Blitz. You can reach me on Twitter at Mike Guido49. Again, Monday, Friday, two o'clock, three o'clock Eastern. We'll see you on. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.